what is going on guys welcome back episode 11 of throwing bows brought to you by the coda sports gambling network today we are breaking down picks for ufc 268 an event that i will be boots on the ground for madison square garden new york city this saturday could not be more excited and we do have a guest today a very very special guest at angry dana one on twitter go check him out if you haven't already all over the mma community Jack, what is going on, man? Hey, just happy to be here, man. Finally got my podcast uh, debut. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm excited. I know like uh, Jack and I have some mutual friends and stuff, so it all it all worked out. But yeah, for sure, go check him out on Twitter. If not, great content, hilarious dude. Um, but yeah, Jack's here to uh, help me break down some fights, make some picks, and just shoot the shit for a little bit. So we'll have a good time. And uh, I say we just get right into it with the prelims. Uh, I'm I think we're just going to talk about three of these prelim fights, a couple prospects that uh, I, I just wanted to, to highlight on, but there are some big fights on these prelims. If, if you haven't seen already, Phil Haas, Chris Curtis, uh, CJ Vergara versus Odie Osborne is going to be a, a banger as well. Uh, Ally Quinta, Bobby Green. I mean, come on. The, the fact that these are prelims is ridiculous. Um, but the first fight I do want to talk about is Ian Gary versus Jordan Williams. Ian Gary coming in as a minus 400 favorite. Jordan Williams plus 300 on the underdog uh, money line there. Over one and a half rounds, minus 110. Under one and a half rounds, minus 120. Fight goes the distance, plus 185. Fight doesn't go the distance, minus 250. Uh, this is Ian Gary's UFC debut. I don't know, like this dude is a freak, man. I'm, I'm so excited to to see this dude and especially see him in person. He's seven and zero with five of those wins coming by knockout all in the first or second round. I mean, the dude's a beast. Uh, Jordan Williams, his opponent is nine and five, uh, has two UFC fights since being in the UFC, but they are versus Imavov and Mickey Gall there. So like definitely not super easy fights, but but man, I mean, Ian Gary's a, a special talent. Jack, have you seen have you seen much of Ian Gary? So I didn't really know much about him, but I saw kind of on this MMA Twitter, people have been posting his Cage Warriors highlights um, kind of all week. And man, this guy's a beast. I think he's something exciting to look for. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are you know saying he's Ireland's next big, big thing. Trains at Sanford, like the dude's a monster he's gonna he's six three at welterweight like you know he's a he's a big dude and and i don't know obviously jordan williams is a decent opponent and whatnot but like this is again i don't love to buy into hype on ufc abuse most of the time but i think this is one where where you do you know like the dude that he's fighting is just not he's not that good like his Mm -hmm. losses are pretty good fighters but uh, he's been submitted once. He's been knocked out once. Like, I don't know. I, I see Ian Gary finishing this fight and, and finishing it quickly. I saw on another book submission was like plus 600. I see some value there. I mean, how do you see this fight going down? Yeah, I mean, I'm no expert on Ian Gary. Um, I definitely, minus 400, I'm not a big fan of smashing heavy favorites. I can I can rock with that. Honestly, I like the under one and a half at what's that minus 120. Yeah, um, that interests me a lot. I don't really see this going the distance, especially with how lethal um, this guy looks. He's with a good camp over there. I really if I'm picking anything, I think I'd take under one and a half on this one. I like it. Yeah, I think this is one another one of those cards, just like last weekend, where we'll see a lot of different parlay combination opportunities and and. I know we killed it last week, or or at least what you would have bet killed it last week. So I think we've got some got some opportunities here. But let's move on to the next fight. We have uh, Nasruddin Imavov coming in as a minus one twenty favorite versus Edmund Shabazian, who is even on the money line, over one and a half rounds, minus one ninety, under under one and a half rounds, plus one forty five. Fight goes the distance, plus one twenty five. Fight doesn't go the distance, minus one sixty five. Uh, tell me what you're seeing in this fight. I'm liking Shabazian, you know, I think he's snapping this two fight skaties with uh, Kevin Holland and going to with coach DC to work on that wrestling. I mean, the two fights he lost was it Brunson and Hermanson. I mean, Brunson, obviously straight wrestler. Hermanson can mix it up a little bit, but he's pretty um, wrestling based. 
I, I'm rocking with him. I think he can get it back um, at that money line. Was he even? I'd say that that's a pretty good pick there. I don't know a ton about his opponent. I'll admit that. Um, but with I like Edmund in this. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is going to be one of those y'all must have forgot type moments, you know. Edmund, mm-hmm. uh, even on the money line, I f- it feels like a steal. I know he was he was a big favorite versus Derek Brunson, I remember. And I don't remember what the line was against Hermanson. But but again, those are fine opponents to, to lose to. We have some yep. gassed later in the fight. Um, but again, he killed Brad Tavares, knocked him out in the first round. Jack Marshman, like good, you know, good fighters. And uh, he's only 23. That's the other thing. Like the dude, I think he's, he's turning 24 in a, in a couple weeks. Um, he's so young. He has so much talent. And I think this is really going to be kind of the start of, of his rise again. Uh, Imavov is, he's solid. Don't get me wrong, but I think his, his wins might be a little overrated. Jordan Williams, the dude that's plus 300 against Ian Gary uh, and Ian Heinish, his most recent win. It's like, everybody's beating Ian Heinish these days, you know? Yeah. And Phil Hawes is his loss, uh, unanimous decision or a majority decision. Um, and it's just like, I don't, I don't know. He, uh, he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's really good. Um, I think he's able to do a lot of things, a lot of ground and pound, a lot of grappling, but I think Edmund Shabazian is, is very underrated. And I think this is the fight we see him, you know, get back up there. And I think even on the money line is, is a steal there. I like it. Yeah, I definitely, um, even, I love that. Um, I wouldn't throw it in a parlay. I don't think, um, I'm pretty conservative with parlay. So I don't take a lot of, I usually take favorites in that, put three or four pretty heavy favorites. Um, I'm more conservative on those, <clears throat> but at even money line. I mean, I love Shabazi in there. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird price, an interesting price. I think uh, UFC MMA in general is one of those sports where you see a lot of weird prices, and I think this is this is one of them. Um, yeah, let's move on though to the final final prelims that we're uh, we're covering here. Alex Pereira making his UFC debut. Some of you might know him, the only man to ever knock out Israel Adesanya in a kickboxing fight. He's a minus two two hundred and fifty favorite versus Andres Michalaitis, who is a plus two hundred dog. Over one and a half rounds is minus one fifty. Under one and a half rounds plus one fifteen. Fight goes the distance plus one sixty. Fight doesn't go the distance minus two ten. Um, Pereira, you know he's this is obviously his. Uh, he I think he's had like two or three or maybe yeah i think like four mma fights um, yeah three and one but obviously has a, a ton of kickboxing experience where he's you know unbelievable he knocked out izzy in in 2017 the only person to ever do that um and izzy's fought like a hundred times um yeah. but but yeah i mean Pereira Pereira's good don't get me wrong but obviously this is kind of a a, a different out here he's lost in much less promotions this is the UFC this is kind of a big deal and I, I would like Michaelitis here at uh at plus 200 except for the fact that he might be one of the most chinny dudes in the division honestly <laughs> as, as far as like when when he's getting hit and he's also fought nobody this is his third UFC fight and he lost to um, Odessus Bukaskis, who's not even in the UFC anymore, and KB, and he beat KB Bueller. I don't even know who that is. So I, I don't know. This is one of those spots where I think you you could see that that hype for uh, Pereira kind of it's dictating the price for sure. Um, but I I don't know how I feel about Michaelitis and his chin. Um, what do you what do you think of these guys? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely excited to see Pereira fight, but I am 100% staying away from this on betting. I mean, we have no idea what to even expect out of this. Um, you know, I'm kind of looking over his record here. Like, I get his his MMA loss was in 2015 um, in Jungle Fight, whatever that is. Um, yeah, I mean, that, no idea what that is. But, I mean, it was his first fight. I'm definitely excited for him to see kind of what they make of him. Um, see if he gets some Dana White privilege and maybe get him some good matchups um, for the future. But at minus 250, I mean, I can't even fathom touching that. 
Yeah, it's a it's a hefty price for a dude. Uh, not only making his his debut, but like really, like you said, it's been a long time since he's fought in MMA in general, and just the lack of experience is is tough. But I don't, you know, I don't know Michaelitis. He's, I feel like he's not really someone that's gonna you know take you down and and hammer you. So uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I think this is one I, I probably steer away from too. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll do some sort of like underdog parlay where I have Michaelitis in it, but but as far as anything on the on the money line here, I'm probably gonna stay away. Honestly, like for three rounds here, I think it might be worth taking taking a shot at um, either over one and a half or fight goes the distance plus one sixty. Um, I think that's that's like. A, a good price to pay for considering the fact that Pereira doesn't really get chin that often. And, and most likely he like, if, if he's going to win, obviously I think that might, that's probably how he does it, but you know, this is, this is different for him. So uh, it's interesting. I'll probably stay away, but I think there's value at fight goes the distance at plus plus one sixty. Yeah, if I had to take anything, I'm taking fight goes the distance at 160. I mean, I'm kind of looking over his record here because, I mean, I'm pure casual on him. I know him as a guy who knocked out Izzy. I've seen, you know, his highlights posted on MMA Twitter this week. I do see, I mean, all his MMA wins are knockouts. Um, it doesn't look like he's gone the distance. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. It's just there's too many questions here. This is something I'm not touching. Yeah, I'm probably in the same boat at you as you. But either way, interesting fight. Excited to see him make his debut. And you know if he wins this fight in, in electric fashion, he's calling out Izzy. I mean, I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to get that Dana White privilege if he does something, something yeah. nice. He's getting on the mic, and he's, uh, he's calling out Izzy. But let's get into the main card. But before we do, I want to tell everyone about Rogue Energy. Throwing Bows is sponsored by Rogue Energy. Rogue Energy is an alternative to the sugary energy drinks that can make you get a boost of energy and crash quickly while also putting a lot of sugar in your body. Rogue Energy comes in four unique product lines to best suit your personal needs. Their low-calorie, no-sugar energy formula is a perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Their extreme formula provides the most energy, focus, and sports performance possible. Their hydration line offers focus ingredients without the added caffeine, so you can drink it anytime you're thirsty. Finally, their shake formula is a delicious zero-calorie energy milkshake. The thing that also makes Rogue Energy unique from other powdered drinks is that it dissolves really well, and you won't find any chalky textures in their drink. With over 10 different flavors to choose from, we at the Coda Sports Gambling Network definitely recommend Rogue Energy. Go to their website, www.rogueenergy.com, and use the promo code Coda K-O-T-A to receive 10% off your order. Again, rogue www.rogueenergy.com and use the promo code Coda K-O-T-A. Go get you some rogue energy. I'm honestly gonna go order some more after this. Um great product, 10% off, code Coda K-O-T-A. Go get you some rogue energy. Uh, Jack, let's get into the main card. So I know today it got announced that there's some some switch ups in the order here. Uh, we got Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler now opening the card with Shane Burgos and Billy Quarantillo following it. Uh, and then Cheeto Vera and Frankie Edgar is going to be in that third slot before the co-main in Maine. Um, but let's talk about Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler third still. I want to talk about Shane Burgos and Billy Quarantillo. Um, Shane Burgos coming in as a minus 200 favorite versus Billy Q plus 160 dog. Fight goes the distance is minus 135. Fight doesn't go the distance plus 105. I mean, this fight is going to be fireworks. If Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler wasn't on this card, I would call it almost a lock for fight of the night, but I still think it has a chance. Uh, what are you seeing in this fight? I I like Burgos. Um, if I'm taking something in this, um, I'm not a big fan of minus 200, but I like fight not going the distance at plus 105. I mean, I, this is going to be a fun one. Yeah, hey, this is this is going to be bangers. I'm with you. I, Shane Burgos is awesome. He's so fun to watch. Every one of his fights is is absolutely electric. Um, but I, again, I don't know, you know, Shane Burgos, he doesn't have any crazy wins. 
You know, he has a split decision uh-huh. win over Cub Swanson, and he knocked out Amir Khani, which is a, a good win, don't get me wrong. And his losses are good, Edson Barboza, Josh Emmett, and Calvin Cater, but he doesn't have anything crazy. Uh, no, like, no ridiculous wins. And Billy Quarantillo doesn't necessarily either. I mean, I know he he's only had, what, four or five fights in the UFC, yeah. Like five and one of one of his wins is against Spike Carlisle, not even in the UFC anymore. Kyle Nelson and Gabriel Benitez, and he lost to Gavin Tucker. Like, I don't know. I I I think that uh, I think that both these guys are good prospects or like have have good chances to make runs in the UFC and at featherweight. But I don't know how. Like, they provide a banger fight but I don't know how, how real either of these guys are. And something I'm definitely not going to do is pay minus 200 for Shane Burgos. Like that's, that's nuts. Um, Billy Q, I don't know how much I trusted him at plus 160 either. Um, but what I will say is this fight is going to bring fireworks. And uh, especially in, in front of the roaring Madison square garden crowd. Um, yep. Like, you know, these guys are going to want to put on a show and I'm, I'm with you. I think someone gets finished and I think, uh, plus 105 is, is crazy odds for that. It's, it's nuts. So I, I think that's where I lean here. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on the plus 105. I mean, I'm not taking Corintillo here. If he gets this done, I think he's a solid bet going forward. I mean, he really doesn't look like he's been tested too much yet. Um, I, I mean, I like Shane Burgos, but minus 200. I mean, I can't fathom putting that money down on him. Price. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, fireworks, potential fight of the night. Um, both of these guys, three losses only. And I think they've got shots to be great prospects, but I don't know. I don't necessarily trust either of these guys and uh, they're both tough dudes. It's going to be a fun fight. Yeah. And- I mean, after the Barbosa, whatever that, whatever happened to him, that weird knockout they had, um, I mean, I like the resurgence of Barbosa, and part of me wants to lean on that. But I mean, he did just go down, but he went down to a stud. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't really fault him for that. He's towards the end of his career. He's fought a million times, but I mean, with that Burgos, I just that's too expensive. I don't like that. No, I, I'm I'm with you, and I think yeah, that knockout is crazy. That's one of my favorite favorite knockouts ever honestly it's like he got hit so hard that he didn't realize he was knocked out it's like he was too tough to get knocked out um yeah dana put him in the ambulance immediately yeah i just think something about something about being in madison square garden and these guys with the crowd and wanting to put on a show um i think it's gonna be a big big fight where they're throwing really hard and they're throwing early and I, i'm just gonna take the risk that somebody gets chinned at, at plus 105 i love that price. yep 100 percent. that's that may be that's one of my favorite bets on this whole card i mean like i said when we were talking before you started recording i mean i don't want to be the guy that takes all favorites but there's just so many questions on here i'm not 100 percent sure i mean all these are just standing banks so yeah we're in for a treat for sure uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm juiced. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the next fight. I, I want to talk about Cheeto Vera versus Frankie Edgar before we get into the Gaethje fight. Uh, Cheeto Vera minus 170 favorite versus Frankie Edgar plus 140 dog. Fight goes the distance is minus 150. Fight doesn't go the distance is plus 115. Um, you know, this is one of those lines, again, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And it's even been moving in Cheeto Vera's, Cheeto Vera's favor. And Cheeto Vera is a, you know, he's a fine fighter. He's, he's good. Um, I think he's, he's obviously been in the UFC for a while, um, but I still, you know, he could still make a run. His losses recently aren't bad, but I, I think that win against Sean O'Malley really blew up his stock. And it's yeah. one of those things where if he doesn't kick O'Malley in the, in the right spot in the knee, is he, what happens, you know? And it's such a question mark that I can't, I can't lean on it. And a win over Davy Grant doesn't convince me otherwise. Um, Frankie Edgar, obviously on, on the tail end of his career, like he, he's law. I obviously got murdered by Corey Sanhagen. Yeah, honestly, poor guy. I scored the, I, that, that was nuts. I mean, I, I never thought I would see that. Um, and then 
I scored the Pedro Munoz fight for Munoz. I don't know um, how you had that. But then losses to Korean Zombie, Max Holloway, Brian Ortega. It's like, uh, it, it's just he's had such a, like, tough draw, you know? Like, he's fought so many brawlers. And when was the last time he fought somebody that wasn't a dog? Yeah. I mean, listen to, listen to this. His, his most recent fights, Corey Sandhagen, Pedro Munoz, Korean Zombie, Max Holloway, Cub Swanson, Brian Ortega, Yair Rodriguez, Jeremy Stevens, uh, Jose Aldo, Chad Mendez, Uriah Faber, Cub Swanson, BJ Penn, Charles Oliveira, Jose Aldo, Benson Henderson, Benson Henderson. Like, it's nuts. I mean, that uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and and this is a dude that that literally went up to fifty five and and won the belt when like this is his division at at thirty five, like his true weight. Um, I don't. I think it's a little disrespectful to Frankie Edgar to to make him a, a plus one forty dog here against Cheeto Vera, who's really unproven in, in my eyes. And I think this is Frankie Edgar's easiest fight in a, in a really long time. I don't think that means he, he waxes him or, or even beats him up that bad, but like, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the dog here. I, I really like Frankie Edgar here. I think this price is wrong. I think it should be flipped. Um, I think it's much more probably 60, 40 to Frankie. I don't know what your thoughts are on it, but, but yeah, I lean Frankie here. I, I'm pretty much thinking the same thing. I My kind of thought on this fight is the first person to step backwards is probably, I mean, it's kind of comparable to Gaethje Chandler. I mean, first guy going backwards, not going to be looking good for them. I mean, I don't think Frankie's taking a step back in his life. Um, I mean, Cheeto's a psycho. I like him, not at 170. I mean, Frankie's been here forever. It's just, it's hard with Frankie because, I mean, he fights once a year. And, I mean, he's, well, recently fights once a year. And, I mean, he's went up against some dogs, but I just, at 140, I like it a lot. Um, minus 150 um, to go the distance. I don't really know how I feel about that. I mean, these are two guys that walk forward, um, kind of throw with reckless abandon. But I agree with you on the standpoint that I think it should either be pretty much even or um, – Frankie favored. I mean, Frankie 140. I don't really see that. I think people are taking that Sanhagen knee um, a little too seriously. I mean, it's a freak knockout. It happens. It's the yeah. craziest sport in the world. And I mean, Frankie's fought a million times, so you're bound to get a bad knockout unless you're Khabib, I guess. No, I'm 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 with you. And I think the minus 150 is a lot of lot of juice for goes the distance, but also I don't think Frankie's chinning. Cheeto Vera, like there's just no way he's knocking him out. Um, Ali, I don't know that. Yeah, Cheeto Vera has never been knocked out, so I just don't know that that Frankie Edgar is going to be the guy to yeah. do it, especially at this point in his career. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, De- Cheeto could definitely knock out Frankie if he if he landed it right. We've seen Frankie's chin uh, used to be iron, and and as of late, it's definitely gone a little bit. But again, a flying knee knockout and a and a you know, knockout. I mean, do you remember that Korean zombie knockout? Like it was yeah. still, you know, a, and same with Ortega. Like, yeah, those are all knockouts, but they're ridiculous shots. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think this one will probably end up going the distance. I think it'll be a war, uh, but I do see Frankie ed- edging it out by decision, but yeah, I see that. And I mean, the whole thing with the flying knee knockout, like people talking about Frankie's chin, like he's definitely older. His chin's not what it was, but I mean, who at 135 doesn't go out with that clean of a knee? I mean, that was just perfect, and it had to be poor Frankie who fell on his face. But and it, I mean, I like Frankie. Yeah, and it'll be nine months since since then. You know, it's been it's been a while. I think his chin is probably back in a little bit better shape, but yeah, it, it's going to be a banger again, just like I feel like every fight on this card. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about it, but we like the dog there. That's cool. Um, let's move on to, again, the, the fight that's opening the main card got announced today. It's, it's kind of crazy. This is, I think kind of a shoe in for fight of the night or at least performance of the night. Uh, Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. Justin Gaethje comes in as a minus 220 favorite versus Michael Chandler, who is a plus 175 dog. 
Um, over one and a half is minus 125. Under one and a half, minus 105. Fight goes the distance, plus 200. Fight doesn't go the distance, minus 275. Uh, Jack, before you before I, I hear your take on this, I do want to point out um, this line has moved quite a bit. It was it, I think it was like minus 170 for Justin Gaethje not that yep. long ago. Um, this line is really moving in, in towards Justin Gaethje and and Justin Gaethje is being favored uh, pretty heavily, maybe because of, of this podcast. I know I've been juicing up Gaethje for a long time. I, think <laughs> I, I probably have those powers on the book. Um, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I would love to love to hear what you think of uh, these two warriors getting after it. Yeah. I mean, this is by far my favorite fight on the card. I mean, at minus 220, I am definitely staying away from that. I mean, I talk a lot of crap about Justin Gaethje on Twitter. Love watching him fight. I just, as a mixed martial artist, I don't know how he is. I see him more as just like a guy who goes in there and takes punches and throws right back. Um, I mean, Michael Chandler at plus 175. I love that. I mean, I think this fight should be more even. I'm just, I don't know if I'll bet on this solely based on the fact I don't know how they're going to fight. Because I think if Michael Chandler shoots at his legs, he can win this by decision. Um, not easily, but I think he can get it done. But I have a feeling they are going to be um, throwing some bombs in there. And so this is another one. I don't know if I'll be betting on this. Gaethje at minus 220. I won't be touching that. Chandler at 175. I mean, I like it. You know, this is why Dana White backed up the Brinks truck to the Chandler household for um, something like this. And I mean, ooh, this, I mean, this is without a doubt fight of the night. I mean, we can already go ahead and give them their 50K or whatever they're going to get. I'm with you. I'm with you. <clears throat> but I mean, this is, it's going to be a fun one. I honestly, I have no idea how this is going to go. Michael Chandler, I mean, we've seen Gaethje get knocked out. What was that? I mean, it was an early fourth round against Poirier. Yeah. One of um, my favorite fights of all time. Yeah. I mean, that's my, I mean, that and Connor Diaz too, it's my cardio fights. If I'm on the treadmill, that's what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, I could see Michael Chandler knocking him out though. I mean, what he did to Dan Hooker, that was scary. It was, it was a perfect punch. I mean, it broke my heart, but it made a star of Michael Chandler and I'm not counting Michael Chandler out in this one bit. I mean, if he wrestles and throws bombs, I think he can get it done, but Gaethje's leg kicks, um, Chandler, someone had asked Chandler on Twitter today what his strategy was, and Chandler said, eat them. And um, that's something that concerns me because you're not, I know it's three rounds. You're not eating kicks all three rounds. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm with you there. And, and Chandler, I mean, people forget he almost beat Charles Oliveira. Like there is a good yep. argument that like he, he was a couple seconds away, a couple good punches away from, from having this belt. Um, but yeah, one, one thing I've always just kind of ripped on Justin Gaethje about is his resume. It feels like every big fight he ever gets outside of Tony Ferguson. And obviously he beat up Tony Ferguson was Tony washed before then. Who knows? Exactly. Um, but, but it seems like every big fight he gets, he doesn't really perform. I mean, knocking out James Vick, uh, you and I could do that. Either one of us. Yeah. He has literally a paper chin. Um, Feed and him the Jake Paul. All love to James Vick. I mean, the dude was like 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", and fought at 155 pounds. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Um, but he, the dude had no chin. Edson Barboza, who's a 145-er, Cowboy, who was basically already on the way out. That, that yeah. was vicious. I don't, cowboy wins don't count anymore. Anything oh, okay. past 2015 on Cowboy doesn't count. Yeah, I'm with you. And then the Ferguson fight was obviously just nobody finishes Tony Ferguson, but that was – that was nuts. Um, but then Khabib, like, and you could call the Tony win a, a good win, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I, I could understand the argument for why you call it a good win. I could understand the argument for why you wouldn't. But either way, his resume is is not super impressive. And then everybody loses to Khabib, so whatever. Yeah, um, I mean, my only argument with that Khabib fight was I didn't realize how exposed Gaethje is to jujitsu. Like Khabib made that look way too easy. And when he switched, he switched submissions. He yeah, and I mean, break it. He was he gonna arm got him. 
break his arm. And then he was like, no, he won't tap. So I'm going to switch to a triangle and put him to sleep. Yeah. Like he, and I mean, he got saved by the bell in the first round too. So it's like, Khabib submitted him twice, essentially. Yeah. It's nuts. And I mean, Michael Chandler's obviously like, um, um, you know, moving away from Gaethje. I think, I think Gaethje, like his, his resume isn't good, but he's obviously a freakishly talented fighter. We just have yet, yet to see him win the big one. Um, but what I will say about Michael Chandler is he's very good. Like, Again, the Oliveira fight was nuts, but what he did to Dan Hooker should be should be illegal. And obviously, he's fought, <laughs> the, he's fought the best of the best in Bellator. It's not like this dude has fought scrubs. He lost to Pitbull and got knocked out in the first round. He obviously has, like, he's susceptible to being knocked out. Um, yep. I think just like Gaethje could be too. Gaethje, I think Gaethje's strongest weapons now, though, are his chin and uh, his chin is is good early in fights, which is something that I think uh, a lot of people can't necessarily say. Like, it takes more volume than anything to to beat Justin Gaethje, and especially in a three round fight, I, or to knock him out at least. And I think that's that's hard to do. Um, Michael Chandler is also very susceptible to those leg kicks, like you had mentioned. He said plan is to eat them, um, but we've seen in the past, like he he's gotten chopped down before in the past. And Justin Gaethje is for sure the best leg kicker at 155. You could argue in the UFC, yep. Um, yep. So, like if he has the time, I think what he's going to do to Michael Chandler's legs is going to be so bad. Like he could really hurt him. I'm with you. I think Justin Gaethje is a very very good wrestler. But I think if Chandler is able to, uh, you know, take him down, hold him there for a little bit, like you said, the jujitsu option um, is there. But Chandler, they're both obviously very good wrestlers. Um, it's going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know. Um, I, I've leaned. I love Justin Gaethje in this fight, but minus two twenty is fucking nuts. I mean, that's yeah. so much. That's so much juice. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about about that. I definitely like Justin Gaethje in this fight for all the reasons I mentioned. I don't love his resume and I don't love him in the big one, but his chin and his leg kicks and his cardio and everything, I think it's just going to take him over the top. But but there is a good chance Chandler Chandler wins this fight. I think if he does, he's going to win by decision. So I think it might be worth sprinkling on Chandler by decision. I think you're probably going to get pretty good odds on that. Yeah. Um, so definitely like look for that Chandler by decision. And I think if Gaethje's going to win this fight, he's, he's probably going to put him out. So I think you could look, look either way there. Yeah. And I mean, I was, um, talking to Bruce the other day, um, shout out Brucey MMA. Yes, sir. Um, if this was a five round fight, I am hammering Gaethje, but, yeah. and I mean, Chandler's had cardio issues in his past. I mean, he's literally a meatball. He's that dude's a specimen. It's nuts. But I a three round fight. I mean, I think if Chandler's going to get it done by decision, he's got to win. Definitely needs the first round. And I would hint towards the second round unless he shoots for legs the whole time in the third cuz Gaethje's cardio is definitely going to be superior. He's going to be the fresher fighter. But I mean, this is another one. It's fireworks. Honestly, like MMA, I always say it's one of the hardest sports to bet on um, just because there's so much uncertainty on what's going to happen. But what kind of what kind of made me think more towards Gaethje is, I mean, if you look at that Michael Chandler fight, he probably landed 10 leg kicks. I mean, most of them were soft. Chandler didn't block a single one. And I mean, I know he's going to look for him a little bit in the Gaethje fight. But I don't even know if it's possible to block a Justin Gaethje leg kick. I just I don't think it's human. Even possible. if you check it, I still feel like it hurts so bad. Obviously, it doesn't feel good for Justin Gaethje, but I don't think Justin Gaethje really feels pain either. So I don't, you know. Yeah, and those are going to be outside calf kick. I mean, oh, or yeah. outside of the leg. I mean, they're two um, orthodox fighters. It's I this one question marks for me. If you're doing anything, you sprinkle something. Um, like you said, maybe Chandler decision, Gaethje knockout, sprinkle it. It's not something I'm putting heavy money on. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you in the, in the same boat there. Uh, let's move on, though. We got two title fights. I'm, I'm really interested to, uh, to hear what you have to say about these. But let's start with the ladies, the co-main event, the UFC straw weight championship of the world. Probably the closest like betting card on or betting fight on this card besides Imavov yep. versus Shabazian. But uh 
But yeah, Rose Nami Yunus coming in, even money versus Zhang uh, Wei Li, who is a minus 120 favorite. Fight goes the distance, minus 110. Fight doesn't go the distance, minus 120. I mean, this this is about as even as you get uh, for for what people are thinking gonna hap- is going to happen. I'm, I'm really interested to uh, see what you think here, Jack. Yeah, I've been so. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Rose, love her, but I like Wei Li on this one. I mean, I think the loss humbled her. She's coming back with the fire, um, working with the cringiest dude in MMA and Henry Cejudo. Um, I this is one of the only ones where I like a money line. I'd say um, Wei Li money line at minus one twenty. I don't know if that's shifted much. Um, I mean. The problem is, is I try to never bet against Trevor Whitman. Um, I mean, I got burnt. Yeah, I mean, I got burnt um, the first time I bet Whaley, and here comes Rose with some head kick. But, I mean, I'd love to see Rose win this fight. She's much more marketable, much better for the UFC. I mean, everyone – if anyone hates Rose, you're just weird. But, I mean, Whaley at minus 120, that's – she's a killer. Um, she'll walk forward and it looks like she's really worked on wrestling where, and I could see this fight going much more to the ground um, than people are expecting. So my bet that I like here is I like Wei Li um, minus what's it. If I goes the distance minus one ten going to the distance. I, I don't mind that. Um, but I think if it's going to the distance, I'm giving it to Wei Li um, unless Rose lays on her, but I'm I'm rocking Whaley here. Yeah, I think you probably get pretty pretty solid odds on on Whaley by uh, by decision as well. But yeah, this is a really interesting fight for me. And I know you you had asked if the lines has moved. Um, but yeah, Zhang Whaley was actually I think like a plus one twenty or plus one thirty dog when I first looked at this actually like a couple weeks ago. Um, so it's really interesting to see like how this has shifted. I was I was kind of all over Zhang Weili at that price. Um, I listened to Joanna on uh, on Helwani last week, and Ariel asked her to to pick this fight basically, and she's like, "I think that fight with me and me and Zhang Weili broke her." And I think I saw you know this is what my coaches were saying, this is what other camps were saying, and we saw it in the first fight, and we think she's still mentally broken. And it's hard for me to ignore. Obviously, I think Joanna's she's talking shit a little bit, but but at the same time, yeah. like it's hard to ignore these fighters when you when they're like really in the midst of it. Like they know what's going on so much more than than we do. Um, so I I did I, I was leaning heavy in favor of Zhang Wei Li. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm starting to slide more towards Rose a little bit, but it's also because every time I've faded Rose, I've lost. I faded yeah. her in the first Joanna fight. I said, Oh, that was a fluke. Faded her in the second one, whatever. Then in the second Andrade fight, I'm like, Andrade is going to beat her again, whatever. You know, it's, it's tough to bet against her. Also just the fact that I'm going to be there. I don't really want to cheer for Zhang Wei Li in a crowd of <laughs> people in Madison square garden. Like that's just not really what I want to do. Um, so I might just, this is, betting with my heart and I shouldn't be doing this. My head says Zhang Wei Li. I, I, I agree with everything you said. I think she's a much better version of herself, um, but I'm going to bet with my heart here. I'm going to go Rose. Um, and I think honestly, I'm probably going to take Rose by, by finish. Um, we'll see, but I, I, I could see it going the distance too. Maybe I'll sprinkle both. We'll see, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I, I think I buy just, the fact that I'm going to be there, I think I might, I have to take Rose, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you can never go wrong at Rose at an even money line. I mean, she's a killer. She's with Trevor Whitman. Something I'm definitely going to be watching. Um, you know, that first fight, Wei Lee landed a bunch of little low leg kicks. Yep. And I mean, if that keeps going, I mean, everyone can be tough, but how many of those can you take? And I want to say she landed probably 10. Um, and I mean, that was a short amount of time. Then she got kicked in the face, but I mean, I'm, I'm going to rock with, I don't know if I'll bet on it, but I love if Rose wins, I'm definitely going to be happy. I mean, how can you not smile when Rose wins? Um, but I mean, this will be a good one. It's, I think it's the closest 
closest fight on this card, I would say. Um, I mean, Shabazian, that's a close one. I don't really see it being too close, but I definitely think this is the best overall matchup. Yeah, I think this is definitely the biggest biggest question mark for, for me on this card. And like you said, those leg kicks, they're going to add up. Um, and also, I was, I was watching Dominic Cruz. I don't know if you saw like his little breakdown on Zhang Weili, but what she does is she throws those, those front kicks and she faints all the time. And it, it really opens her up for the left hook, um, really opens her up for, for a lot of different things. And she has a pretty devastating right hand too. Like she, she does a lot. She moves so much, so fast. Um, she's really, really scary. Like she's very, yeah. very good. Um, and I could really also see this being a almost a forgot moment. Obviously the Yoana fight is, is crazy. One of the craziest of all time. Um, but, what she did to Jessica Andrade was absolutely bonkers. And yeah. like Rose can't do that. You know, like Rose, Rose couldn't do that to, to Jessica Andrade. Um, and I don't know. I, I'm really interested to see, obviously the only time Rose's um, been finished or knocked out at least was the slam. Um, she did get choked up by Carla Esparza in the, in the ultimate fighter finale. Um, but, but yeah, I don't, you know, Rose is very good. I think she's getting better every day. I think Zhang Wei is getting better every day. Honestly, I say we just like make these two fight all the time and then yep. make Yuana fight the number one contender, make her fight Marina Rodriguez or Carla Esparza, whoever. Um, just make her be the gatekeeper of the number one contender and then every once in a while yeah. give her a shot or something. But <laughs> I'm cool with that. I mean, I say the same thing about. Um valentina and amanda nunez it's like lock them in a cage every three months and just have them go at it and then when we sign kayla harrison whatever you just do like a royal rumble and put all three of them in there because i really <laughs> could care less about anyone else at this point Did you I mean, see- that oh, would be uh, sweet sorry go ahead finish it oh i was about to, i mean would that not be sweet though all three of them just going at it i mean i don't know who would win that but I don't, yeah. I mean, do you want to see any other fights besides <laughs> Amanda Nunez and Valentina at 135? No, no, there's nothing left for Amanda, really. I mean, until Kayla yeah. Harrison gets signed, like she's not, I don't, I don't know if she fights Valentina. I saw Kayla Harrison. Um, I don't know if you saw it today, but Ariel reported that she's uh, much closer to signing with um, PFL again than, than to signing with the UFC. So it'd be interesting. Yeah. But again, I mean, who can blame her? She gets, she gets paid million dollars she wins a million dollars every year and then what she gets paid on top of that plus endorsements everything to beat up bums i mean don't get me wrong amanda isn't beating anybody too much better but like she's getting paid free money free million dollars plus every year versus coming to the ufc to fight amanda nunez like from a financial standpoint a business standpoint it i don't blame her yeah, and I see Kayla Harrison waiting because I don't know how much longer Amanda Nunez is going to want to fight anymore. I mean, she has nothing left to prove. And her and Kayla Harrison, I mean, they do train together. I don't know if they're like friends, friends, but I mean, I don't see a point for Kayla Harrison coming to the UFC for what, like 100K? I think Amanda gets 1.2 every fight, which is insane for her because, I mean, she just beats the crap out of everyone and it's never right. a challenge. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. It'll be interesting for sure to see what happens there. But yeah, that's the, that's the strawweight championship of the world. It is going to be nuts. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Main event of the evening, the UFC welterweight championship. Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington too. Uh, Kamaru Usman is a minus 310 favorite here versus Colby Covington, who is a plus 240 dog. Fight goes the distance is plus 110. Fight doesn't go the distance, minus 145. This first fight between these guys, one of my favorites of all time. I, I mean, I was just I yep. just rewatched it the other day. I'm like, oh my goodness, chills. These dudes are nuts. It's so fun. Like that first fight was was ridiculous. Colby's the only person that's ever given Kamaro even a remote challenge, really. And it was mm-hmm. it was tied going into that fifth round, really. Obviously, Kamaro had the had the uh I would say the momentum, you know, shifting his way, but it, it was two, two really like it was. And uh, Colby, you know, Colby's Colby. He's fought once since then Tyron Woodley, who 
everybody's beating Jake Paul's beating at this point. So yeah, I mean, well, Jake Paul's the greatest boxer in the world. So it's, <laughs> I mean, I won't I won't cough that up, but it's like I I'm a Colby fan. Like I like him, the gimmicks, whatever on him. I mean, he's a weird dude. I at 240, I don't really like it. I mean, I Usman's pretty much taken everyone out, and I mean, he did knock out Jorge Masvidal. That was I love seeing that. Anytime I get to see Jorge Matador go out, um, I get take a little smile to my face. I'm with you. But plus two forty is just not enough for me. Um, I definitely I could see it going the distance again or something I would think about. I haven't seen the line on it, but a Usman knockout, I like that a lot. I don't know what it's gonna be. That'll definitely be plus, I think. Um but I mean I'm definitely riding Usman in this fight. I like Colby a lot. Um, but I don't really see anyone posing a threat to Usman besides um, Hamzat. But um, my little conspiracy theory is Kamaru will retire before Hamzat gets that title shot because I don't think anyone wants to fight that dude. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, yeah, as, as far as this fight goes, though, I think like the main thing that people are saying is like Kamaru has shown that he's gotten so much better uh, since that fight even, like what he did to Masvidal. The first fight was boring as hell don't get me wrong um but then obviously he got rocked by gilbert burns in that first round um which people i think forget really but gilbert burns obviously does have a lot of power behind him um but then he you know turned it on and knocked him out as well um same that masvidal knockout is one of the craziest knockouts ever like he folded him um which again brought a smile to my face as well yeah. but yeah this is whenever i'm having of, a bad day i gotta watch that yeah exactly minus 310 for kamaru is a lot of juice like it's my thing i think he will win i don't really know what colby is going to bring to the table um but plus 240 is kind of like i don't know i it's it's decent juice like you're 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 getting a good price there but it's not I'm with you. I don't know that it's enough, you know, uh, fight goes the distance plus 110 fight doesn't go the distance minus 145. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little torn on this, you know, last time because these guys are both such good wrestlers, it was standing and banging the entire fight. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's going to be this way that way this time. I think Colby, obviously Colby, you know, he's a, he's a weird dude, but I'm also a big Colby fan as well. I think he's a very smart dude. He knows what he's doing. Um, I think he, I think he doesn't truly think that he can beat Kamaru on the feet and Kamaru's striking has gotten, has, has really gotten nuts, especially since that last fight. Um, you know, he's, he's training with Gagey all the time. He's, you know, Trevor Whitman's a, a, a dog. Like they're, they're learning over there. And I think yeah. uh, Colby is, is really good, but I, I truly think that he's definitely not as strong as Usman, but as far as wrestling fundamentals go, I mean, the dude is, he's a beast. Like he can, he can take down anybody. He can wrestle anybody. And I, I could see him being like, look, I'm not going to sit here and outstrike Kamaru Usman or, or if he gets in, in like a sticky situation, uh, he, he might be in that, in that same boat where he's just like, I got to shoot and uh, just try to wrestle. And I, I don't know if it'll work, but, but I could definitely see Colby wrestling a little more this time. Um, but also I could be completely wrong in these dudes just standing beat the shit out of each other for 25 yep. minutes again which is again the first fight was one of my favorites of all time so um yeah i mean my kind of game plan i'm thinking for usman and he is he's gonna jab um jab and watch the takedown um i could see him clinching kind of putting him up against the fence kind of what he did against masvidal um, yeah. a lot early in his career too putting him up against the fence i don't see him shooting on colby um i definitely see colby shooting on him but for me, there's too many question marks with Colby right now with the new camp. I mean, American top team is a top three camp in the world. I don't know what M- – I think he's at MMA Masters, right? I don't know. I mean, he can go up there and throw punches with Mike Perry all day, but how much better are you going to get? I mean, I don't know. Maybe this camp is what he needed. Um, I mean, I know he was at top team and everyone hated him, so he wasn't really training with the right people. But – Plus 240 is not enough for me. I'm definitely going to be intrigued. Um, something I'm thinking about. I haven't seen the line on a newsman knockout, but that would be kind of my play here if it's the right line. 
Yeah, I'm probably honestly gonna gonna sprinkle a couple things here. I think I'm gonna sprinkle Colby decision and and Kamaru uh, knockout as well. I think both of them will probably be at at pretty decent plus money. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what I like like here. I think it you know it's sometimes a little weird to sprinkle on both, but this I only see going two ways and I think you can get good value for each of them. So you might as well, might as well do it, but obviously who knows, maybe Colby will come out and just absolutely start him in one punch. And you know, (laughs) who knows? I mean, this is like this card, I'm not going to be throwing a ton of bets down, but it's one of those. I mean, this whole card almost seems like standing and banging and we don't know what we're going to get out of it. It's going to be exciting. Um, you know, last week was an incredible card and it was free. Shout out Dana. Yep. But I mean, minus 310, I'm not touching that. But I, I mean, like I said, I think my bet is going to be Usman knockout. But I mean, hey, if Colby wins, man, I mean, that's just, that's going to cause some problems in that division. But I think it's what that division needs at this point. They need a new champion. I mean, Usman's cleaned out everyone. Yeah. The only, I mean, I love the, I love the Leon Edwards matchup with everyone. Um, Leon gets too much hate. Uh, I mean, I know he really hasn't beat anyone except um, Stockton's finest and Nate Diaz. He's going to starch Jorge Masvidal in, in oh, December. He's going to kill him. Yeah, and I don't care what that line is. I'm going to put my entire savings account on Leon Edwards. Yeah, it's free money. Yeah, I mean, Jorge Masvidal. Sorry for any Jorge fans listening, but I can't stand that dude. At, at, at the peak of his, his career, you know, his couple of title shots, he might be one of the more more overrated fighters of all time. Like, the, the fact that this dude got two title shots is is nuts. He, uh, yeah. you know, because of one flying knee, really. Like that's Yeah, congrats on the Ben Asker knockout, who is also <laughs> knocked out by Jake Paul. I mean, like let's he get knocked it out. He knocked out Darren Till, which everybody does now, you know. Darren Till. Hey, 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 hey. Darren Till is my boy. You know that. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. But but again, he beat Ben Askren and Nate Diaz. Who gives a shit? Cowboy before that, Jake Ellenberger. Like he's yeah. he lost to Damian Maya in 2017. He lost to Wonder Boy. He got killed by Wonder Boy. Oh, uh, Wonder Boy kicked the shit out of him. Yeah. And then what Kamaru did two times, like, uh, come on. I mean, he's he's so overrated. The fact that he got two title shots on on wins over Darren Till, Ben Askren, and Nate Diaz. Like, and then everyone was like, he didn't get a full camp against Kamara the first time. Good. He got a full camp and got knocked out. He's, he's, yeah, he got embarrassed. Yeah. He's overrated as can be. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. This fight really, really intrigues me. I would like to see some parody at 70. I think I'm going to be cheering for Colby, honestly. Uh, yeah. Especially with a couple beers in me and at Madison Square Garden. I mean, come on. Like, it's going to be hard not to cheer for Colby. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, he's a self-proclaimed America's champ. How do you not root for that guy? It's just it's a, um, it's a stick and a, a stick that I have bought into heavily. I think it's hilarious how mad it makes people. I don't see a ton oh, yeah. of paths to victory for Colby in this fight, but um, but I'm, I'm cheering for parity and I, I want to see uh, I want to see him beat Kamaru. I, I doubt it'll happen, but I think there there are um, there are paths, just not very many. Yeah, and I mean, we're gonna Colby's gonna have to fight the perfect fight to get this. And it, I mean, it's just especially with Usman switching over to Whitman, I think that's what he needed. I mean, he's just been the Canelo nonsense that pisses me off. But yeah. I mean, everyone's got to chase their bag. Yeah, but him with Whitman. I mean, I think he jabs his way out of here, and then we could see something like a big right hand that um, we saw against Masvidal. But, I mean, who knows? It's Colby. It's going to be fun. The whole fight week buildup is going to be incredible, so we'll have a good time. Yeah, I'm excited. I was already seeing his his interviews today, and he was calling Hamzat cum shot. And, yeah. And like, he – you know, it, it was – it's – it's nuts. So I'm. He said this man got sidelined by the common cold. That was. <laughs> I mean, that's my favorite. That's my Colby thing. You could have said. Or, and he said, like, he said he, he almost retired because of the common cold, which has a 99.5 percent survival rate and <laughs> less shot of surviving in the cage with me. I'm not scared of him. It's like Hamza Chamaev would do unspeakable things to Colby Covington in the cage. Yeah, that guy. That guy will go down as one of the greatest um, he's, he's of all time. He's unbelievable. I, I think I'm, I'm with you on the whole. I think Kamaru gets out of the, especially if he beats Colby. I think he gets 
out of there before before Hamza comes steaming through because Hamza yeah. is going to take this belt and then he's going to go up to 185 and he's going to take that belt. And then I think, yeah. honestly, he could eventually go up to 205 and, and contend there. I don't think he's like going to be as dominant there. Obviously, everybody's a lot stronger, but you know. Yeah, he, I mean, my thing with Hamza is one, we got to make sure we can make 170 every time. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not buying into the whole he was pushing on the towel or whatever. I'm with but, you. I, I want to see what happens when Hamza gets into a dogfight, see how technically he is. I don't know if that'll ever happen. I mean, I don't know who that would happen against. I think he can pretty much ragdoll anyone he wants. And then Usman, I mean, I think he can ragdoll and flatten pretty much anybody. Well, that's the thing I said, like on, on Monday's episode, I said, yeah, I know it's just Lee Jingling that he did that too, but people don't do that to Lee Jingling. No. Like, he's not a great fighter but people don't do him like that you know yeah, that was terrifying him. he picked him up went over talked to dana and then slammed him on the ground and choked him out it was nuts this is one of the craziest things i've ever seen he's a he's a monster he's the best 70 in the world if like like i said or like you said if he can make 70 every time he could dominate here for a while i think yeah and i mean i don't his next matchup I think you got to give him Burns or Luke. I'm not a fan of jumping the title just because 170 is so stacked right now. I think Leon's the guy um, after he embarrasses Jorge Masvidal. But honestly, I mean, Leon versus Usman, I don't think enough people are talking about that. That I see that being a close fight. That first fight, uh, I mean, it was good. Leon gassed a little bit, and Usman was able to just kind of hold him. But, I mean, yeah. when they're on the feet, Leon was tagging him, and if Leon's gotten better, he can defend those takedowns, which I think he can. I mean, he's a specimen, too. Um, and, I mean, he should walk right by Masvidal. If Masvidal beats him, I don't think I'll ever watch MMA again. But <laughs> I'm with you. He, yeah. um, I'm a Leon stand now. No, I, I think he's very underrated. Again, it's been six years since, since they fought. Um, I'm I'm excited to uh, to definitely move forward this division and just kind of get away from the Camaro fighting the Colbys and the Gilbert Burns and the and the Masvidals and start fighting you know Leon Edwards and the and and uh, Hamzats of the of the world. I agree that Hamzat should get the. I think Gilbert Burns is a perfect fight. Um, Vicente, I don't know. I want Vicente to get a title shot, but I think we already know the result. He's very good, but yeah. he also hasn't really proven himself against a ton of people so i don't know um yeah um, i think uh 170 it's time to time to move along and whether it's colby beating him or colby just getting out of the picture and uh making room for usman to fight some fight some real prospects here and some real i agree contenders like leanne edwards yeah but Anyway, so uh, yeah, again, uh, this is the second week on on the new book. I'm on Bavada now, so I have props available there. So I'll definitely uh, be taking a lot of props here. Um, this a, I did really well last week. I mean, I finished up like almost 11 units last week. It was it was a really good week. Um, I'm excited to uh, to hopefully continue that success this week again. I will have uh, will have boots on the ground in Madison Square Garden. Um, I'm flying in on thursday tomorrow uh, i don't know 100 when this is going out um but yeah I'm, I'm flying in tomorrow and we'll have uh, some festivities so again you could check out uh pics content everything on my twitter at von flu choke also at throne underscore bows we'll, we'll have the pics tweeted out we'll have the this episode tweeted out um as always check out at coda cappers see all the cappers plays check out the website great articles by all the cappers uh at www.codasportscappers.com uh, we're back on the winning streak got a big big uh event coming up here jack man it was a pleasure having you on shout out all your all your socials whatever you want to whatever you want to shout out yeah hey just get with me uh angry dana one on twitter it's a pleasure being on uh, we'll have to do it again here maybe december this December pay-per-view coming up. We'll have to get some recording in, but Hey, we'll see how these picks do on Saturday. I really have no idea what's going to happen with most of these fights. So yeah. um, it'll, it'll be a fun one. I'll be watching now. I'm in the same boat. What are you, what are you doing for the fights? Any, anything, or are you just, you sitting up? I, I know you, you're religious to your couch for these big cards. Is that where you're going to be at on Saturday? So I don't know. I mean, you know, Devlin, um, yeah. Gavin's friend, right? So he's yeah. coming back from Arizona for the weekend. Um, I don't know what their 
plan is. He's a Colby fan, so maybe I can get us to watch it, but I may be stuck um, somewhere watching on my phone. On phone, yep. I get that. That was that was me last yeah. weekend, but you know it all works out. You can still listen with sound and everything. It's kind of kind of great, but but yeah, I mean I'm I'm sure we'll be in touch. Jack will have a a ton of content out on Twitter this week. Dude's hilarious. Puts out great content. Again, I can't stress enough. Go follow him on Twitter at Angry Dana One. Uh, does tons for the MMA Twitter community. It's a, it's a blast. Um, but yeah, it was it was great having you on, man. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, boots on the ground this weekend. Can't wait. And I'm uh, looking forward to talking to you all next week. Let's pay some rents. Let's win some bets. And uh, have a great weekend, everybody.